when I got a note from the Arab American Anti-Discrimination Committee, uh, a press release urging the support for Syrian refugees and condemning xenophobic rhetoric from reactionary politicians. I thought, well, this is an interesting take, uh, one that we haven't heard much of here in Georgia, where our governor has announced he will not be cooperating with uh, the efforts to resettle Syrian refugees here, as long with our local congressman, Democratic David Scott, who also opposes continuing the program. We're delighted to welcome Abed Ayoub from the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee. Uh, Mr. Ayoub, welcome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It's appreciated. So uh, what is your concern regarding uh, the Syrian refugees and where we are now in the post-Paris attacks environment? Well, the, the concern is this. First, there's no tie of refugees to the to the Paris, to the Paris attack. Uh, that's that's something that's not been identified. That's something that we don't know is 100 percent sure uh, at the moment. Second, I mean, we have to look at the crisis these refugees are in. These refugees are fleeing the same uh, terrorism that hit Paris. These refugees are fleeing violence and they're fleeing uh, ISIS as well. So we need to do our part as this country, do our duty to bring them in, as the president said. Uh, and we do have a, a very, um, a, you know, very strict review process for the refugees to come in. So it's not as if they just cross over the ocean and find themselves in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different, it's a different refugee process to come into the U.S. than it is to go into Europe. We're talking to Abed Ayub with the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee. Um, the uh, a lot of people are asking the question: Why would Syrian refugees be coming to the United States? A long way away. There aren't a lot of natural connections. It's not, say, for example, post-Vietnam, where the Americans had fought side-by-side with the South Vietnamese, and therefore the Vietnamese refugees came here. Why America? Well, look, you've got to remember, you have almost a million and a half Syrian refugees in Lebanon. You have over a million Syrian refugees Mm -hmm. in Turkey uh, and Jordan as well. So Mm -hmm. a majority of them are not coming to America. America is taking a small amount. But it's the same reason other uh, refugees and immigrants have come to America as well, and that's for opportunity and for uh, chasing the American dream, as it would say. So, and there are there is a large Syrian American population already in the, in the United States. So many of these refugees will be leaving Syria and coming here mm-hmm. and connecting with their families. Uh, so that's what we've seen at our organization. The majority of these refugees that are coming here, also it's important to keep in mind, are uh, educated. They're professionals. They may have been doctors, engineers, architects. They're coming here looking for work and and looking Mm -hmm. for an opportunity. And many of them do connect with their family that's already here. You know, one of the things you mentioned uh, is the connection. You said that these they're fleeing the same terror as the uh, uh, you know, that ISIS is fighting the terror we saw in in Paris. And some people would point out that there there are some other commonalities. They also uh, uh, many of these uh, people share the same faith as the terrorists. Uh, Many of them share the same education level. Uh, college-educated, middle-class, as the terrorists have committed the worst uh, bombings in you know, in modern history. Why isn't that a legitimate point of concern as opposed to what you describe it in the uh, press release as xenophobia? Well, the first, I mean, ISIS doesn't share the same uh, beliefs as many Muslims, uh, including myself. I mean, but ISIS they are, is but they are Muslims. I mean, ISIS has a perverted version uh, of Islam yeah, but that it we is know. Islam. I mean, many of their victims, and prior to the... Uh, Thursday evening, there was a, a bombing in South Lebanon. Right. Um, which and a bombing in Iraq and an airplane uh, in, Iraq in the and, uh, skies of yeah. uh, Sharm el-Sheikh and on and on. But my point is, yeah. why isn't it a legitimate concern? Whatever, Wherever you come out on the end, you know, here in Georgia, for example, our governor says, no, thank you. 
do you have to be a xenophobe to point out that there's only one major world religion with a problem of terrorism and that these people are coming from the heart of the jihadist battle in the world today? I think it's a, a knee-jerk and, and xenophobic reaction when you try to paint the all refugees as a whole and, mm-hmm. and try to paint them in this picture. I think that's that's what's problematic. Okay, but what I just there, said, there a, what, I, what I just said though, is that xenophobic? Number one, there's only one world religion with the problem of terror, and number two, these refugees are coming from that part of the world where there's this battle over the true vision of Islam is going on. Aren't those two facts about these? Again, the, the xenophobic part is, is painting the refugees as a whole uh, as, as being a problem, and, and that's just not true. That? Have you heard anyone say that all the refugees are a problem? Aren't they really saying the concern well, is... Well, by, we, by saying we don't want them here, essentially mm-hmm. that's what the... I mean, that's the assumption. Okay. That's, that's what, you know, the conclusion you can come away with. Okay. Um, uh, we're talking so to... Let's just let me remind everyone. We're talking to Abed Ayub, who's agreed to join us, and thank you very much, from the American no Arab problem. Anti-Discrimination Committee. There was an incident that um, got some, uh, pub- uh, some media coverage the last 24 hours... The folks at CARE were upset because an airplane was detained because some passengers did a see something, say something over four people who appeared to be Arab. And they saw them using their phones when the plane was taxing, whatever. I the, I thought the reaction was silly myself. But the part that caught my attention and I, I saw it reflected in your uh, in your uh, press release is the notion that when you see someone that you believe may be or is likely to be Muslim, that you should not note that fact at all in the context of concerns about terrorism is that really what you believe well look the the issue we have here is you can't get down profiling doesn't work in security we've seen that profiling is not going to work i completely disagree and i have an entire country that proves you're wrong and it's the nation of israel but go ahead with your point well i mean that's that's a whole separate conversation that we can have. <laughs> not about profiling, it's not. Well, I mean, if you want to live in an apartheid state, then I, we can definitely, definitely uh, oh, get into right. profiling. Oh, that's right. I forgot Israel's the apartheid state, the one where they don't <laughs> execute gay people for being gay and the one where they don't force women to cover themselves without beating them with sticks in public. You're so no, right. I mean, those there were, there, there, there that were democracy attacks, thing there were they have in on, Israel. Uh, there that's just horrible, attacks. Israel. You're right. Those Israelis, they're bombing attack, everybody. There were, attacks on, there were attacks on gay people, and nobody's mm-hmm. condoning that action. Um, and we, again, we think that action is, 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 has nothing to do with Islam, has nothing to do uh, with our religion, must be mm-hmm. eradicated. I mean, that has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, point, the, the, the profile, I mean, if you're, if you're going to see, no, if, if you're going to see a Muslim, I'm asking sincerely. I mean, sincerely, if you're going to see a Muslim every time they're texting or every time they're on a plane right. or they're walking or they look differently, then that's going to be, you, you can't get down that line of thought. Mm-hmm. If you're going to really protect, see something, say something, then. Uh, maybe we should train these individuals. Maybe there should be a, a different program in place because okay. obviously it's not. Let me ask it a different working. way. There are people who say all Muslims are terrorists. I don't want any Muslims in America. That is obviously stupid. Can we agree on that? Yes. But how is that any less stupid than there is no connection between terrorism and Islam? And there's no reason whatsoever to view a Norwegian grandmother any differently from a 23 year old guy from Beirut. Isn't that just as stupid? Well, I mean, the, all the, I mean we, you're more likely to see an act of terrorism in this country than a white guy than a 23-year-old man from Beirut. That's a fact. Well, it depends I mean, on the level, how you the, define the terrorism. I mean, if you consider, you know, shooting up a movie theater mm-hmm. just a random act of violence or terrorism, yeah, if you no, no, consider, no, no, I mean... No, 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 no. Shooting up a movie theater is violence. 
uh, blowing up buildings in the name of a cause, whether you're Timothy McVeigh or the 9-11 guys, is terrorism. And tragically, the stack of bodies at the feet of terrorists who are Muslims in the United States is a huge mountain compared to every other Not necessarily. No, I don't think it is a huge mountain. Well, I, I got a day with about 3,000 people on it that I could stack up right there. There is, there is a day with 3,000. You're absolutely yeah, right. But there, then, have been other, there have been other acts of terrorism. I mean, Timothy McVeigh, acts of terrorism. You got, there's one. Exactly. There's one. So okay. to, to use profiling, again, we don't feel that profiling... Okay. Uh, it's going to be effective. Okay. And you you might be right uh, strategically, and I really appreciate the conversation with you. We're uh, up against a break, but I just want to ask once again, sure. am I a xenophobe if I say there's a hundred people in a room and there's a legitimate concern about terrorism, the place to start is with people who attend mosques? Is that xenophobic or is that common sense? I think it's a bit xenophobic. Why? Uh, given that, and again, if you're using here to try to draw that context into the refugee situation, I think you have to look at the fact what measures does the U.S. already have in place for this refugee process. And what I would say what screenings, is that, what screenings do they go through? What's the right. process they go through? So again, we're we're not Europe. We have better measures in place. We have stricter policies in place. You can't just cross over the ocean on a raft and come to the U.S. as a refugee. You have to go through a process. There's already twenty thousand refugees. Um, mm-hmm. from Syria and the U.S. that have not caused any issue. Um, so let's take a look at the process. If if, if there's ways to make right. the process safer for this country, I think everybody's for that. You're not going to find any disagreement for that. But I think the issue comes when you want to paint them all with a brush and say no refugees. Um, and that's that's what we found problematic. I really appreciate your time, uh, Mr. Ayub. I thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum to you. And thank you, I hope sir. to have you on the show again.